too. Oh, I'm on? Okay, good, good, okay. Good enough. Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Oh, like nobody responded to us. Let's do it again. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Limerick United Methodist Church on this first Sunday of Christmas. First Sunday of Christmas. I love the idea that we are here. Um, on behalf of the other pastors, by the way, I'm Pastor Gene. I never, ever introduce myself. I always feel like, oh, everybody knows me, but just in case online you don't know who I am, Pastor Gene. And on behalf of the other pastors and the staff, we're delighted that you are with us. Speaking of the staff, just want to give you an update on the staff. So first of all, uh, some of our staff needed to have some time off. As, you know, I, I think that's lovely. Pastor Anna needed some time off, so she and her family are having a chill time. So God bless you. I hope that you're chilling. And, and, and Tom and his family, Tom and Marilyn, they had some chill. Good for them. So Pastor Brian was going to preach, but he and his family are under the weather. So you have me preaching. Uh, I did find an old sermon from 2016. Uh, so some of you older people might remember that, but I'm hoping like me, you have forgotten it. So, uh, so I am preaching. Uh, and, then, and then Rebecca, Rebecca, Dr. Rebecca Johnson was gonna, be, uh, was gonna be playing for Tom, but she fell and did she break her wrist? Or she broke her elbow, oh my goodness. So please be thinking of her. And, and, then, and, then, and then we've heard all these other stories about people. So, so Christine and I are here, but both of us are, I have an sinus infection, she's recovering. So anyway, this is what you get. And, uh, and, and, my, and, my, and my Bob tells me all the time, just adjust. So, so just adjust, happy new year, just adjust. So let me, let me share just a few announcements. I mean, really, there's no point in me reading these. You can read these yourself. But I do want to remind you, if you've not thought yet about being involved in our um, discipleship uh, book study, which is inspired by Rachel Held Evans, please take a look at that, and, and maybe you will feel comfortably being a part of that. If not, you might want to be a part of a Sunday school class, because two Sunday school classes, King Galloway's, which is Closer Walk, and, and Stephen Lloyd Rose, so, which is Searchers, we're also studying that book. I'll be leading the Searchers class, so if that's something of interest to you, please get involved. I think that that's going to be a fun thing to do. The rest of it you can read, Family Skate Night, and you can read all of those things, but let me do ask you a favor. These lovely poinsettias are beginning to wilt. They need a home. If you would be so kind when you leave here today to adopt a poinsettia, we would really appreciate it. Take one home, in fact, take two home. Or if you are daring, take three home. We would be <laughs> delighted. Because what's going to happen is they are not going to be here next Sunday uh, and you know what's, what's going to happen. So please take that home. Look, at, if you want more information, especially of those of you online, you can find it at linworth.info, linworth.info. We're just delighted that you are here. We're gonna turn it over to Kara and Christine and the band, and they're gonna get us warmed up for music today. So. Yes, please take the poinsettias, because if they get in my hands, they'll probably wilt further. Um, but, <laughs> Um, first off, I want to say good morning to you all here at Linworth. Good morning. Good morning. We are approaching a new year, everybody. Can we just give God a hand praise for getting us through 2023, for keeping us whole, protected, and safe? Lord, we just thank you for allowing us to be here. For those of you who can stand, please stand with us. And Christine, thanks for hanging out with us this morning. And thanks to the van for being here. God is so good. I just want to give him glory this morning with our voices and with our dances and whatever way you want to praise him, just be open to his glory, all right? Here we go. 
worship the God who evermore will be. He opened the prison doors. He parted the raging sea. My God, he holds the In the birth of Jesus, we witness God's embrace of our humanity. Through Christ, we find hope, redemption, and a new identity. In this time of worship, 
May we embrace the spirit of Christmas beyond a single day. Amen. And would you pray with me? Gracious God, in this time of worship, guide us to reflect on the transformative power of your presence. Empower us to be sources of light in our communities. In the name of the love revealed through Christ, we pray. Amen. to sing along with us. Say joy to
Uh, before you sit down, would you please pass the peace of Christ amongst yourself? For those of you who are worshiping online, peace of Christ be with you as well. As we move into this time of prayer, allow me to share some joys and concerns. First of all, the beautiful flowers that I just placed in the, uh, in the, in the flower uh, arrangement over there. Uh, I totally forgot to do that. But that's all given to the glory of God. So uh, we hope that you will appreciate that beauty. The uh, bread and water that you see to my right given by Debbie Steele in honor of a number of December family birthdays. So happy birthdays to those individuals. So allow me to share some other joys and concerns. Um, first of all, we just heard from Doris that Liz Arnold, many of you know Liz Arnold, we call her the, you know, a little bit of fire. Uh, Liz, who was here Christmas Eve, has fallen. Did she break something, Doris? We don't know, but she's in the hospital. So, well, we'll keep Liz in our prayers, and hopefully she'll be back with us soon. And then finally, I, I mean, not finally, but and then secondly, Mike, I hope you don't mind. I, Mike's having back surgery. I did not ask him for permission to share, so you can chastise me afterwards. But I, I do think that when family, this is family business, and so you are a member of our family, so we're going to lift you up. It's Friday, and it's going to be at least eight hours, so we're going to pray for you, and hopefully it's all going to be fine. Um, as I say, Becky Johnson fell. She broke her elbow and several other things. Is she still in the hospital? Do we sprained her wrist? Okay, so we'll we'll lift her up and and uh, gosh, it, you know, just in the twinkling of an eye, things change. And, and then finally, peace in the world. I mean, just I you just read the paper and you think, oh my goodness, what's happening here? So let's just pray for for peace in, in our in our nation and and, and peace throughout the globe. Uh, if you if you will, just close your eyes now and allow me to lead you in this time of prayer. Holy God, you began a labor of love at the beginning of time. Light shone out of the deep darkness, clear and bright, and it was very good. Your labor of love continued, ebbing and flowing, contracting, expanding, through pain and joy from the beginning to the end, it progressed, and it was very good. And then a child was born who bore your image, born with the power to create and make decisions and to love all of humanity. And in him, you restored the dignity of our human nature. In him, you showed value and acceptance of each of us. You worked to bring from us our best. So for this, we give you thanks as we come before you at the end of this year. We ask to continue for your guidance. We thank you, O oh God, for all the moments when life was good and full this past year, for purposes recognized and goals achieved, for love known and shared. We remember too, O oh God, that in this past year there were times of loss and grief and disappointment. But we thank you for the gift of faith that carried us along when we could hardly breathe or talk. Holy Lord, 
be our companion as we enter 2024, this new year. Go with us into the mysteries that it will hold. Help us get up every morning glad that you have entered time with us and opened our eyes to possibilities. Help us to pray for the world every day, God, and for all peoples who have experienced change. We ask that you would help us remember those who have fearful hearts and shattered souls, confused and floundering, that they may find calmness and healing. Grant us courage in this year ahead to follow your star, to pursue truth, not knowing where it will lead us. Be present with us in your redeeming power so that we might be with those who feel neglected, who are trapped in hostile relationships. Help us be good neighbors and good friends. Help us to know that people in positions of public trust, we should pray for them so that they might know that trust is worthy. And then fill us, O oh God, with your hunger, a hunger for a better world, a more decent world, that each of us might be ready to pick up the mantle and serve you so that we might truly be a light to a darkened world. We pray all this, O oh God, in the name of our Lord Jesus, who taught us to pray together, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Mandy Ballrich is going to come forward now. She has our children's moment. So for those of you who are children or feel like you're a child, please come forward. It should be fun. Uh, I'm sure it will be. I'm sure it absolutely will be. So come on forward. Come everybody come forward. A little bit of a small crew today, but that's okay. Come on and have a seat. Thanks. Um, so I know we all just got finished celebrating Christmas, and I was wondering what are some of the things that you did with your families to celebrate? Xander? You prayed for Jesus on his birthday. That's awesome. What did you do? Presents, I know. Those are, that's like the best thing, right? Did you guys do anything else different? Did we eat anything special? Yeah. Cinnamon. Oh, cinnamon rolls for breakfast. Yeah? Yeah? Do we have some cookies at our house? Yeah. Yeah. So... Why do we give people presents? Presents is one of the ways that we celebrate Christmas, but why do we give people presents? Not sure. Xander? To celebrate Jesus, yeah. Do we give people presents because we care about them? Yeah, we want them to be happy and feel good. We're thinking about them. So God was thinking about us when he sent Jesus. 
right? And he sent that gift to us so that we could be part of his family and we could be loved and taken care of. And as we go into this new year, we can take that gift around with us and we can share that gift with others in our lives, right? By being kind and thinking of others and giving them gifts sometimes, but also giving them gifts in how we act, helping them when we see that people need help. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Can we pray? All right, put your hands together for me. Dear Jesus, we thank you for your gift that you have come down to love us and invite us into your family. We pray that as we go about our days in this coming year, that we are able to shine our light for you and share your love with others that we meet every day. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Back to your parents, huh? <clears throat> well, thank you, Mandy. I think that that's an important lesson for all of us. Gifts can often be those things that we share with people, our kindness, a smile, and we thank you for that. Speaking of gifts, uh, this is the offertory time, and we're going to ask the ushers to come forward, and they're going to collect whatever gift you've brought today. I might remind you, such a subtle reminder here, that this is the last day of the year, so if you're concerned about taxes, I, I, might, uh, I, might, I might just suggest that a, a check could be written to the church uh, and dropped in that plate. Uh, it's just a subtle reminder about, you know, what we pay to Caesar. But we do want to thank you all for your kindness. I don't yet have, a, how, have you heard, I don't yet have a number on our Christmas offering. Have you heard? Well, the, uh, we haven't been in the office that long, so maybe the total is not yet. But I do want to thank you. All of that money, as you know, went to, uh, I think you know, went to uh, fund uh, the many ministries that we have engaged in at the Hilltop House. And that would not happen without your generosity. So thank you for that and the many ways that you continue to fund the ministries of this church. Thank you so much.
Happy to do that. Could you stand, please? Could you stand? Go ahead. And we sing. Yep. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Christ the Lord. Would you join me in our prayer of dedication? Loving God, May these gifts be used to spread love, kindness, and compassion to the world around us. Bless the hands that give and the hearts that receive, that through these gifts your work of love continues. In the name of the generous love shown to us, we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Our scripture lesson today is from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verses 8 through 20. In that region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me, please? Dear God, you came among us quietly and humbly in the birth of a child. So now, in these quiet moments, come to us again and startle us with your truth by opening our hearts and minds to your love. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, how quickly it's over. We begin to prepare for Christmas weeks, if not months in advance, well, at least the retail establishments do. Now this year, I spotted the first sign of Christmas on October the 
the 16th, it was at the Grandview Mercantile. Anybody know where the Grandview Mercantile is? It's a really nice place if you're looking for you know, used furniture. But the Grandview Mercantile, they took the prize for a small but somewhat obnoxious mechanized Santa stationed at the back of the store, gyrating and swiveling his hips, singing, Santa Claus is coming to town uh, two weeks before Halloween. It's the earliest I think I've ever seen Christmas in Columbus, Ohio. And now, if you go into it, Valentines are all over the place. Even the church begins the liturgical observance of Advent four weeks before Christmas. And in our area of Franklin County, we know that serious Christmas activities are upon us when the wild lights at the Columbus Zoo are turned on. And then it's over. Even the oldest Christian season of Christmas tide, or the 12 uh, days before Christmas, beginning on the 25th of December and ending on January the 6th, when tradition tells us the Magi arrived in Bethlehem, all of that is swept away by the reality of Boxing Day and post-Christmas sales. It is over. Even here, and the church, we succumb. We're exhausted after weeks of preparation for four Christmas uh, Eve services, uh, the children's musical, the chancel choir's choral performance, Cookies with Santa, United Women of Faith, their cookie sale, adoptive family, the Dublin Silver Band, Christmas with Capriccio, and much, much more. We are tired. It is over. Now, the poet... W.H. Auden catches the sense of how we feel in his poem entitled Christmas Oratorio. It goes like this. Well, so that is that. Now we dismantle the tree, putting decorations back in their boxes. Some have gotten broken, and we carry them up to the attic. The holly and mistletoe must be taken down and burnt, and the children got ready for school. There are enough leftovers to warm up for the rest of the week. Not that we have much appetite, having drunk such a lot, stayed up so late, attempted quite unsuccessfully to love all of our relatives, and in general, grossly overestimated our powers. Once again, as in previous years, we have seen the actual vision and failed to do more than entertain it as an agreeable possibility. And once again, we've sent him away, begging, though, to remain his disobedient servant. Perhaps one of the reasons for this one-day-undone mentality of Christmas is that the birth of Jesus and all the traditions it has generated have long since been appropriated and radically transformed by the culture. There's a wonderful play entitled The Last Night of Ballyhoo in which a Jewish family in Atlanta, struggling with the issues and implications of maintaining their Jewish identity while making it in mainstream American culture, the play takes place in the 1930s, and it begins at Christmas with Lala Levy decorating a Christmas tree and singing, Star of wonder, star of night, star with royal beauty bright. And as she places a star on the top of the tree, 
her Aunt Beulah makes an objection. Aunt Beulah says, Jewish trees don't have stars. Lala says, well, Aunt Beulah, why not? Aunt Beulah says, well, you know perfectly well the star is a symbol of the birth of the Messiah. If you have a star on the tree, you might as well go down the riches and buy a manger scene and stick it in the front yard. Lala says, but we have a Christmas tree right here in the front window. And Aunt Beulah says, a Christmas tree is another thing altogether. It's simply a festive decoration, like a Halloween pumpkin or a Valentine heart. Everybody with any sense in their head knows that Christmas is just another American holiday if you leave out all that Jesus business. Now take down that star. Well, I think Aunt Beulah has it right. Christian religious symbols have been adopted by the culture, and as that culture has become more religiously diverse and secular, the symbols have lost some of their meaning. And never is that more clear than at Christmas, when the culture, particularly the economy, has carefully removed all traces of the specifically Christian content of Christmas. In fact, I would ask that you might ponder how many people really understand the symbolism and significance of the star atop the Christmas tree other than it looks pretty and is Christmassy. A lot of people, maybe you and me, regard that as a loss, this diminishment of the Christian position and influence in our culture. Many want to fight back by insisting on prayer at football games and graduation or by putting the Ten Commandments in the courtroom wall. But the danger, the real danger, is that in the process of defending the old arrangement, Christians are reduced to arguing that the symbols may not mean that much anyway. So thoughtful people instead of wringing their hands and lamenting that we no longer play a privileged role in the culture, are insisting that we now have an opportunity to be the Church of Jesus Christ authentically, without apology, and without all the artificial props the culture and government used to provide, that we are capable of preserving the traditions and, more importantly, remembering what they mean. The birth of Jesus is beautiful. Almost anybody can be touched emotionally by the birth of a baby. But the church knows that the baby grew up and became a strong man and taught a revolutionary ethic of unconditional love and practiced forgiveness and expressed inclusive grace and acceptance for all the ones the culture had excluded. The church remembers that the baby grew up and got into a lot of trouble as a man for teaching and living out his notion of what God's kingdom looks like. A new arrangement without the old boundaries. An arrangement where all God's people are loved and affirmed and are welcome. The church remembers a part of the story of the culture, especially at Christmas, would prefer to forget that namely, the shadow of a cross falls over the nativity scene. Several years ago in her Advent meditation for Christmas Day, 
Kathleen Norris wrote these words. In our jubilant observation of this day, it is good to recall that we are celebrating not only the birth of Christ, but the revelation of God's great love for all God's creation. So we are to be reminded on this last day of 2023 that this birth that we have celebrated is not an end in itself, but a beginning. It is in the deepest sense, God acting to restart creation. The birth is a sign that God is alive and at work in our world. And in the deepest sense, Christ comes again, is born again, when lives are transformed by his love, when forgiveness and restored men and women like you and me begin to live new lives, as Paul described it to new Christians in the city of Colossus. Lives of compassion and kindness and humility and patience and forgiveness. When something of the love we celebrated at Christian begins to live in us and reach out through us to all the people around us, who rely on us and who need us. The world needs us. There can't be anybody in this room who hasn't opened the paper or looked at Google and not thought how ugly we are to each other. Even at our best, we say the basest of things. Lives of compassion and forgiveness is what Jesus calls from us. So it's not an end, this story, it's the beginning. Christ is born again when in his name, people are loved and accepted for who they are and enabled to be everything they can become. It is not an end, but a beginning. When Christ is born again, when hungry people are fed and naked people are clothed and homeless people are sheltered when the blind are given sight and the oppressed set free. Christ is born again in the painfully difficult and complex relations between people locked in conflict, Israelis and Palestinians, Ukrainians and Russians, maybe even Democrats and Republicans. Risk must be taken, not for security, but for peace with justice. Christ is born again in painful struggles about questions of race and gender and sexual orientation, graceful inclusion to replace years of exclusion. Christ is born again when, in political arenas, decisions are made not for ideological purposes, but because they are good and right and fair for all. Christ is born again when, in the private arena of personal relationships, with our spouses, our lovers, our friends, our children, our parents, when old wounds are healed by forgiveness. 
and reconciliation happen because of Christ's unconditional love. That may be the hardest thing we ever do. Christ is born again when in quiet, almost invisible ways, children are loved and nurtured and given what they need to become all they want to be and what God would want them to be. Christ is born again in quiet, almost invisible ways when individual hurts and wounds are bound up and lonely people are embraced, the grieving comfort and given the gift of love. Christ is born again. I want to tell you a story now. It's about two people, used to be very active in our church, but they are gone now and they have no children. So I'd like to share a story that only I know. It's about them, but it's about more. Some years ago, Kathy Bell attended Christmas Eve service. Her husband, Bill, had died the July before that. I greeted her and told her I knew it wasn't easy for her to be there because Bill is the one that loved Christmas Eve in this church. I'm here in his honor, she said, and then she told me that when it came time to put up the Christmas tree, she did it, but found she had no heart for decorating it with lights and ornaments. She couldn't go any further. So she let the empty tree stand. Now, a few of the women in her Sunday school class heard about it. They invited themselves to lunch one Sunday after church. And after lunch, they got out the supplies that they have brought, and they made paper angels, decorated the tree in his memory and in his honor and in Christ the Lord Jesus who was born and who calls us to live lives of love and compassion and justice. Kathy said, Christmas came to me that day and I felt the love of Christ in ways I had never known. So I remind you on this last Sunday of the year that that birth was not an end but a beginning Luke never tells us what happened to the shepherds when after visiting the newborn in Bethlehem, he just simply says that they returned, they returned to their task. But surely nothing in their lives were ever the same again. About them and about us, W.H. Auden wrote these words, tonight on Christmas for the first time, the prison gates are opened. Music and sudden light have inter interrupted our routine habit and swept the filth of our habits from our hearts. And now, our journey of faith begins. It is not the end, but it is the beginning of an endless journey for you and for me and all who believe of following him into the new year and beyond, of living out our love in a world that truly does need it, of committing ourselves to a radical new reality in which all of God's children are cherished 
and cared for. Our Christmas tree may be put away, but the meaning exists forever in what we do and in what we say and in what we believe. Amen. Please stand as you are able. And let's take it home with joy in our hearts. to share with you a send out by my friend, Reverend Margot Connor. Sisters and brothers, go boldly into this new week and into the dawning of a brand new year. Journey with praise on your lips, sing with joy in your heart, and encounter the world with believing eyes. Go knowing Christmas isn't over, but lives forever in your heart in how you live your lives. Go be the peace of Christ. Amen. You're gonna sing us out? Good, sing us out. Thank you. Ever singing, march we on.